Welcome to the Wandering Chakra Yoga Podcast. I am your host, Brianna. I'm a yoga teacher, travel advisor, and solo mama, teaching you all the ways you can create anything that you desire and why you deserve everything that you dream of. episode I'm going to talk about how you can practice yoga at home with just yourself and your tools of choice. So first you are going to want to create a space and then we'll talk about yoga, breath work, and meditation as part of your practice. So to create a space you are going to find a lovely spot that you feel safe in um, as best you can with wherever you are. Maybe it's inside, maybe it's in a room, could be uh, anywhere that you can roll out your yoga rug or your yoga mat. I prefer a yoga rug. After years of using mats, I have an organic cotton yoga rug now and I adore it. It's so much nicer than my mat. I still have yoga mats too that I use sometimes. But whatever you have, whatever you're using, you can also use a blanket or a towel. Um, I also recommend if you're on a beach, if you're going to be practicing yoga on sand, use a towel over a yoga rug or a yoga mat because of the way the sand is. And anyways, <laughs> just a pro tip. You also never get the sand out of your mat. Um depending on anyways so whatever you're practicing on you could even just practice right on the ground if you have a carpet or you find some nice grass or some moss a nice spot outside it could be inside outside just a place that you find calm that is nice where you feel comfortable moving around and doing your practice and preferably where you can be alone that is a really big key oh sometimes uh, like me i'm a single mom it's hard for me to be alone but i do find my little moments like when they're both sleeping or but um sometimes i'll just practice with them around no big deal so if you can't find a place where you're alone whatever you have on hand wherever you have to practice is gonna be fine you can make it work and the 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 key is to just create a space with what you have right now and you can always improve it and add on to it so really tap into your five senses so find a lovely spot maybe it's outside somewhere beautiful in nature or maybe it's in a really cute corner of your room just a Use what looks good to you, what you feel like is a vibe that you want to be a part of your practice. And let's go on to scent. You can burn some incense, burn some Palo Santo, burn some sage. These things not only smell good, but they also are spiritually cleansing the energy of the area. You could also use essential oils. You can diffuse them or apply them to your skin. Um, if you are going to apply essential oils to your skin, use a carrier oil like almond oil or coconut oil or just something else besides just putting the essential oils directly on your skin because they're very strong. 
And uh, I didn't know that at first. When I started using them, I would just put them directly on my skin. I still do sometimes, but it's best to use a carrier oil when you're applying them to you. Or you could put them in a little spray bottle with some water and spritz the area. Find yourself some crystals. If you have crystals already that you really love, maybe you want to lay them out in an intentional way near or around the space that you're practicing. You can also incorporate any other objects or things that have value or meaning to you into your practice. Maybe some plants. If you have any furry friends that are running around, (laughs) they can become a part of your practice as well. If you wanted to have some something intentional to sip on, you can have just a water. I recommend for sure having water. Maybe you add something to it, like some herbs or some fruit. Maybe you make an, a really lovely tea for your practice. You can make a really lovely latte, a cacao, even a coffee, anything that's nice that you can sip on while you're practicing. That is really, really nice to have for sure, but definitely at least have some water around. And then if you wanted to tune into silence, if you're in a place that is especially quiet, that might be really lovely. You could also play your favorite music. You could listen to binaural beats or healing frequencies. You can listen to nature. Just really covering the basis with your senses how you're experiencing it setting the vibe for your practice will make a big difference and it makes it more special it makes it more powerful more intentional and you can always do whatever kind of vibe you want you can always set up in a different place or maybe you even have a little yoga spot in your home that you just always have out that's so nice there are so many different ways you can create a space to practice but you can also just take a few minutes before you start to just set up something small like it doesn't have to be very big whatever whatever you want to do today is is totally okay but it it does make a, a little bit of a difference or a big difference honestly when you set the vibe for your practice you make it more intentional so we'll move into the yoga section so when I say yoga most people think of asana when they hear yoga which is the physical poses so flowing through the physical poses, practicing the different yoga poses, moving, being physical. You can even be really flowy and dance and move any way you want. Or you can get really, really um, aligned and just do the poses really <laughs> however you want to. Your practice is your practice. Your body is your body and your body is unique to you. So it's really fun to try out all different kinds of yoga. There's so many different kinds. You can flow around in vinyasa. You can get really spiritual with kundalini. You can get really in your body with ashtanga or hatha. And there's just so many different kinds. You can get really slow and yummy with some yin. So many, so many different kinds I, the way I teach yoga, I'm certified in vinyasa, but I do plan on taking more trainings in all different kinds of yoga because I've taken, I've practiced all different kinds of yoga. I've taken many different kinds of classes. I also did have a kundalini section in my yoga teacher training, Um, but I love the idea of not sticking to one very 
structured way of practicing yoga like saying oh i only practice this way i just move in whatever intuitive way my body feels so a lot of the times when i'm practicing on my own i'm mixing lots of different styles together and moving in a way where i can put these little pieces that i got from different teachers and different studies that i've done (laughs) studies practices that i've taken and different classes i've taken and stuff And I think it's really nice. It's lovely to have teachers and to go to class and to take classes online and to use YouTube as as an amazing resource to find all different on-demand classes right at your fingertips. And then it's nice to sit on your, your mat or your rug and remember the things that you did and the ways you moved and just move that way and piece them all together. So that's what I like to teach. I like to teach yoga as your practice. You can do whatever you want with your body and you know what's best for your body. So learning from teachers and then coming back and doing it for yourself in whatever way you want to do. So you can move in any way. You can do a pose anyway. And the most important thing about practicing yoga poses is to remember that your body is completely unique and everyone's body is a little bit different so every pose is going to look a little bit different on every body so when you are learning a new pose don't focus on trying to look exactly like the person that you're watching or the person that's teaching it to you learn more about how your body is supposed to be in alignment how are your feet supposed what what's the stance that they should be in move around i'm explaining this weird um (laughs) since all of our bodies are a little bit different every pose is going to be a little bit different for each person so learn the pose and then adjust it to how it will feel good for you Something I've learned a lot from attending multiple yoga teacher trainings and going to in-person yoga classes with different teachers is that as you practice yoga, you'll learn more and more about tuning the poses to your specific body. And it's easy when you're in person because your teacher will come up to you and say, oh, adjust this this way a little bit. That's better for your body because they can see you face to face. But on your own, you can do that for yourself by getting into a pose and then adjusting until it feels right for you. Really using your intuition and your inner knowing and just what feels good. And there's no right or wrong answer. Just don't hurt yourself. There are um, ways not to stretch. But most of the time, it'll be really obvious to you as you're moving through it. And when you're learning something for the first time, a new pose, I would recommend learning what the different cues are, hearing a teacher talk you through it before maybe attempting it. But do what you want to do, honestly. (laughs) Um, It's just so easy to just pull up a YouTube video and learn poses that way rather than reading like looking at a picture in a book, but that's also a way to do it. There's so many ways to learn yoga, but you don't need to be regularly attending classes to improve your practice. You can just sit on your your rug and move whatever way feels good, and that's yoga, and you're practicing, and you're doing great. (laughs) As long as you're getting on your rug, and you're practicing, and you're moving, you are doing 
great and you'll feel better. There's just so many different uh, stances on how to move your body. I recommend listening to yourself always before anybody else, especially me (laughs) or anybody. So um, what's really fun about asana is, yeah, you can learn different poses from different styles of yoga and mix them all together when you practice on your own and learn what feels good for you and what maybe you don't really enjoy doing and you don't really want to focus on. (laughs) And then moving into breath work. Breath work is just such a hot topic these days. I hear it all the time. People are always talking about breath work, but breath work is yoga It is one of the limbs of yoga. It is actually pranayama, um, and that means controlling your life force. So your breath is your life force, and there's different ways that you can breathe to make you feel calm, relieve nausea, relieve anxiety, heat up your body. There's so many different different ways to breathe just like there's so many different yoga poses to help you stretch your body in so many different ways and achieve other goals so I one time was very cold (laughs) and I did breath of fire and it warmed me up I was like walking down um the beach in San Diego and I didn't realize how cold Southern California was because (laughs) I was living in Miami at the time and I was freezing and I was walking down the beach doing breath of fire because it was so cold and that's an example um i used to do this pranayama when i was pregnant for nausea for morning sickness i forget what it was called but i do have a video of it on my youtube channel wandering chakra yoga if you are looking for it i mean you don't have to be pregnant but even if you are it just helps you relieve nausea i remember how to do it but it's kind of hard to explain because <laughs> you like curl your tongue but i guess um i will give you one pranayama breath work to leave you with this is the breath work that my teacher leslie Fightmaster, taught me to accompany my yoga practice with so when i'm practicing yoga i try to <clears throat> i try to practice ujjayi pranayama which is so you're breathing in and out through your nose with a slight constriction at the back of your throat which means you breathe in through your nose and then you breathe out through your nose and it's audible you can hear it it's like but it's not too loud that somebody across the room could hear you but someone standing next to you could hear you and this is how I'm going to teach you how to do it. So you're going to do it with me right now. Let's go breathe in through your nose. Breathe out through your mouth. Breathe in through your nose. And then breathe out through your mouth as if you were fogging up a glass. Do that again. And now you're going to breathe in through your nose. Breathe out like you're fogging up a glass and close your mouth. And that's how you get that constriction in the back of your throat. And that's ujjayi pranayama. Long, slow inhales in and out through your nose with the constriction in your throat. And you can time that to your poses. You can 
use that in your yoga practice um, as your first breath work to work on. And then the final major component to your yoga practice is meditation. So us yoga teachers, we have been very sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. You maybe have been taking yoga classes and not realizing that you've been meditating this whole time. But my friend, have you heard of Shavasana? Because like that's a whole ass meditation. You're just sitting there laying down, closing your eyes. That's why so many people get so uncomfortable with it. And sometimes people even leave yoga classes because they cannot sit in Shavasana because they can't meditate because they can't turn it off. They can't sit with themselves. And that is like the most important thing that a human can do. It is the number one thing that's going to heal you from anything that's going to change your life, that's going to make you feel good. Meditation is so important. And I'm sure you've heard this before, but it will change your life. All the answers to every question you have for sure literally is inside you and meditation is the key to getting those out. Yoga was invented literally just to help you meditate better. The poses um, help you stretch your body so that your body isn't aching and it's easier for you to sit and meditate. The poses help you and the breath work helps you connect to your body and tune into yourself and tune out of the world around you so that you can, like I said, tune into yourself and meditate and shut it all out and really just get quiet. And when you're quiet and when you're sitting with yourself, at first it's really, really challenging and it'll stay challenging if you don't keep practicing. If you're scattered with your practice, like I sometimes tend to be, it keeps getting hard again. But if you really practice and practice and practice at some point, which it it doesn't have to be like a specific time in the future, like it could happen the first time you meditate, but the answers to like your problems come through for sure. It sounds wild, but it's true. And not even the answers to your problems, like amazing ideas for things that you didn't even know about coming through. That's why when you have those amazing ideas in the shower or when you're taking a walk, it's because you're in a state of meditation because you are just being. Meditation is like simply just being, like being here now, sitting with yourself, not thinking about somewhere else, something else, something that happened in the past or or something that's going to happen in the future. It's just being here now. And it's amazing, and it's magic, and it's beautiful. And I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I'm feeling a bit sick. (laughs) That's why the episode is late, and uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to talk through this whole thing. (laughs) But thank you for listening. And um, if you are interested in getting a guide for how to practice yoga i created a free guide so go ahead and send me a dm on instagram wandering chakra yoga and i'll send you a free guide because i love you (laughs) remember to be kind to yourself be kind to the universe and be kind to all life everywhere namaste